on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. How do you get to that place? Or better yet, how did you get to that place? Or how would you suggest the listener gets to that place of knowing that you know that you know that you know? In essence, you've got this resoluteness or this like deep-seated like, no, I, I, I'm here, right? How do you get there? What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast, coming back to you here today. I'm your host. I've got Brandon Neely here on the King stage. My brother, Brandon. How we doing? Good, Chaz. It's a, it's so fun to be called a king here, you know? Hey, yo. You uh, didn't even, I, I didn't even need to put the crown on your head. You came, you came with your own crown, my man. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I am a person of faith, so I'm like, yeah, you know, kings, that, that, that whole thing, sons, daughters, uh, yeah. I, I like resonate with that kind of thing. Totally. Uh, and a lot of times people are living in a place of not into their, what they should be living into, uh, yeah. and living as, I don't know, orphans. So I think, you know, we that's are right. not orphans. We're, we're Kings and Queens. So that's, that's, a, that's right. an amazing thing. So, Hey, that's, that's it. right, dude. Wow. Um, <clears throat> what a, what a way to start. Um, I agree with you on all fronts. Uh, Brandon, tell us what kind of business that you have, man. Yeah, I am a reluctant in the financial services world. I did not go into this. Like, literally, <laughs> um, I, I, I got into to this to change lives. And I have a company called Wealth Wisdom Financial, uh, formerly Grandma's Wealth Wisdom. But Wealth <laughs> Wisdom Financial, uh, it's an amazing deal. And the reason we're in it is because this, this concept, this uh, foundational asset helped us, like, sell our business, our former business, and not close it. And so now we're just trying to, like in the Bible, one beggar (laughs) showing another beggar where to find bread is kind of of the idea. And we're like, yeah, let's just help as many people as we can. So that's what we do in the financial services world of all things. Yeah, well, it's a a big space. Um, I know you've got a couple of uh, uh, niches inside of that, and I'm sure we can get to that. But um, I know, I know you're a numbers guy. Uh, I know your your wife's a big part of that as well. I see the Profit First book behind you. What a great book! Um, so I'm sure we're going to get into some numbers and some technical things and help a lot of entrepreneurs out there. Um, but I want to know what's the bigger why? You're not obviously drawn to financial services as a as a widget. That's in essence what you were just saying. What are you drawn to? Why? Are, why? Are, what's the bigger picture for you, Brandon? Yeah, I'm a person that wants to change the world and make bigger impacts in the world, right? Really, it's it's more about uh, making people's lives better and impacting like justice and those kind of things. So in my former business, I used to own a, a coffee shop. It was called okay. Overflow. And the reason we got into this is to build uh, community building and ethical economics, right? That was That was why we got into it. Yeah. Uh, to, to make a difference with the coffee farmers because coffee people were not paid fairly who made the coffee and we wanted to change that. Uh, yeah. However, uh, going into that, we were idealistic entrepreneurs, have rich relatives to get to help us. And yeah. our business name was called Overflow. Now, what I learned is I can't overflow if I don't take care of me and our, mm-hmm. our, our family. Uh, and a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs, uh, don't get that concept or they think they're going to take everything and never leave anything to to other people. So they're doing the reverse. So you have to have this happy medium. 
Um, but I learned a lot in that former business that I would tell people what not to do, um, in that regard, but it was, it's been amazing, but, uh, a journey. And now I do the same thing, justice type work, except it's in the, my, the financial world. And if you want to look at corruption, uh, look in the financial system. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, business owners listening right now, they're like, okay, I hear you. You want to change the world. You, you want to, you know, eradicate, uh, you know, um, corruption in the financial space. Your, your, your little reach is, you know, even as a successful business owner is only so far. Mm -hmm. Why, why does that itch the, the, the deep place for you? You're, I mean, from a, from a, the other side of the world, it's like, oh, well, your reach is just so small in yeah. comparison to this big old pool, but yet it's still very real for you. Like that was your answer. Like, no, I'm, I'm changing things. Yeah. Why, well, why is I, that still a thing for you? I, I think about like, again, I'm in, I do a lot with life insurance, right? And it's one of the things with even just the part of life insurance, uh, and I might go uh, a little spiritual on this one, but uh, the it's one of the most spiritual products, financial products out there, because it's to protect widows and orphans, right? Yeah, wow. Uh, literally, that's what it's for, right? And so I don't know whenever I help a client how that's going to impact generations, right? Right. And a lot of times people's financial mindset is a systemic thing of, of culture or what their parents taught them or what the grandparents taught them. And it's, it's reinforcing. And then, you know, in our capitalistic world, we're told, go buy this, go do this, you deserve it. And oftentimes we we're just spending money we don't have anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, and we have to learn how to one, be content, live with enough, but, but also be, be striving. And I think that's a hard balance. Um, to, to get to. Um, but, but how do we figure that out? And that's for me, it's, it really comes down to, I could have a lot of money and, and be divorced. Uh, that's not good either. So, yeah, yeah. there, there is, um, <clears throat> a play here, you know, for, for people who quote unquote want to have it all right. Yeah. Um, all doesn't necessarily look like what maybe the world, uh, is maybe telling us what, what all is. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing you say that wholesome values, like yes, being successful financially, that that creates financial freedom. Or in this case, investing in a life insurance policy so that if something were to happen to me, my wife mm-hmm. and children um, aren't left stranded and hanging. Those types of decisions, though, are based from wholesome values as opposed to just let me take that you know two or three or five hundred dollars a month and go whatever, fill in the blank yeah. with something that yeah. maybe I don't really need. I think, I think the, the hard things are what are real in this yeah. case, like you're saying, making sure that my family's taken care of in the worst case scenario. So what do you think for you, this, this place of, I mean, that was pretty deep of like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I want to help generations and you don't actually ever even get to see it. But in the moment of transaction, uh, you're, you know, like you said, maybe selling a life insurance policy and maybe you have a relationship with that family for a period of time or maybe all the way to the end of their life, depending upon life circumstances. But the generational effect you don't get to see. Yeah. How, how do you keep that such far thing in advance? Like, how do you keep it close and, and close even maybe to your to your emotions? So that way, every single day you're yeah. motivated to sell another policy or to help your team sell another policy or whatever. Yeah, I think some is just helping people understand how money works 
And when they start getting the aha moments of figuring that out, because a lot of times most in our financial world, we're just putting into uh, maxing out our 401k because everyone else told you to do that. Um, and we're like, oh, yeah, that, that's important. And then we don't realize how market volatility impacts things, uh, sequence of returns risks, all the, the jargon out there that impacts us. And, and then we want freedom, whatever that means. Uh, and I think sometimes the financial freedom number uh, is very different than, you know, um, a life oh, to yeah. the fullest or, or something along those lines. Right. Um, usually it's deeper than just, hey, I'm going to go sit on the beach somewhere. Because then you you reach that number and then you're like, okay, now what? Um, yeah. So we want to like balance that. But, but really, for me, it's like, man, when somebody gets it and they're starting to uh, use their life insurance policies to buy real estate, for example. And you can do that. Like you can use the cash value in a whole life properly designed policy to do it to buy other assets, right? That's that's why it's called the and asset. And just thinking about holistic and not just the family, but generationally. And, and honestly, the reason we're in this situation is because we've been thinking about ourselves, not about other people, for a long time, and that's why the world is is kind of in a in a scary place, right? Yeah. And we, if if somebody doesn't do something about it, you know that that's the one thing I think about. If if we say someone should do something about that, usually that's us. Yeah, uh, whether, yeah you just signed whatever, up. Whatever, <laughs> yeah, whatever business it is, and and. Then I think about like that, that was us in our coffee journey and in our journey here, when we say someone needs to do something about it, it's, it's probably you. Yeah, no, that's a great reminder of that moment when most people do nothing. They just like to complain, but action gets, takers are different. And get cynical and they get cynical. And get cynical. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. And, and then I, I think there's a lot of what I call entrepreneurs out there. Oh, yeah. uh, they're the want the people who like, oh, I'm going to have a business plan. Eventually I'm going to write one. Uh, and they never actually do anything. And the real entrepreneurs, uh, are the ones who like have done stuff and they've had failures, right? Yeah. They've gotten punched in the mouth a couple of times, kind of like what happened with, with my lip here. Um, <laughs> that, that's not happened, but that didn't happen. Those are things whenever you hear a real entrepreneur, they're like, yeah, and this happened and suck it up and yep. move on you just want to have less bruises that's why i right. like the policies is because they help me have i can get back up faster right yeah yeah okay so we're talking about um good decision making already which i love so <clears throat> we're just going to go there i'm going to get to your uh, your history here in a second give me a good decision that you've made in business because uh, really what i want is that juicy failure that you just kind of mentioned but mm -hmm. Let's start with yeah. the good one first. What, what's the super practical decision that you've made in one of these businesses that uh, has led to your success? Well, I will have to say I married uh, my wife, which is the, um, you know, everybody says that thing. Oh, my wife. You know. But yeah. however, we are business partners. We've done two businesses together. And uh, we she's kind of like the back of the house. I'm the front of the house. Uh, if you think about it from a, a kitchen. Yeah. Um, idea. And we would not be where we're at without that. And then she's able to really do all kinds of things, powerful things in Excel that I'm like, you know, she comes to me and says, uh, I say it's broken. She's like, no, it's not broken. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that's one. But then the my one of our biggest accomplishments is just stepping out. 
right? Uh, not just sitting there saying, you know, we're, we're slow to move, I think, but we move. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the understatement there of just move, right? Like yep. it, because there's so many entrepreneurs and people that talk um, that are not action takers in essence. And so the, the, the speed of which you move is always, um, you know, I think what people like people who are taking action are aware of the speed, but the actual action is yeah. what's probably more important. And probably just right behind that, the consistency of action more than speed of action. Would, has that been your story? Yeah, I think, uh, I think you're, uh, connected to Grant Cardone, right? The massive action oh, yeah. uh, idea, right? And something I've thought about is the massive action is great. I love massive action. What yeah. I add in there is massive appropriate action and making right. sure we're making the right moves, but making moves, right? Yeah. And a pro you could be moving and saying, oh, I'm posted 100 times on tic TikTok and Twitter and nothing's happening. Well, that's maybe not the most, the best use of your massive action. Yeah. Uh, maybe you should do something else uh, yeah. and track that. So. I like to add that appropriate. Um, I'm sure he wrote that somewhere, but um, yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. No, that's, the, 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 that's a that's a good distinction because you have a lot of young entrepreneurs, um, young in tenure, necessarily more than age, although age as well, where it's just like I'm just going to go. Now there's learning in the go, right? Mm -hmm. Even though I'm running in the wrong direction, <laughs> if I run fast in the wrong direction, I typically will find out that I'm running in the wrong direction sooner. Than if yep. I'm going slow, and but you're not talking about going slow. You're talking about being calculated. You're yep. talking about, hey, let's just we're going. Don't 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 get me wrong. <laughs> let's yeah. make sure we pack our bag properly, um, because uh, anybody who owns a construction business, uh, anytime you start a project without all the stuff, how many times do you go to Home Depot or how many times do you go to your you go back to your supplier or how many times, like that's just how it works. If you're chasing your tail, and that's in essence what Brand is telling you to do in, as a business owner, don't. Don't just get started for the sake of getting started. Yes, there's value in that. Okay, I'm with you. <laughs> but pretty yeah. quick, once you like become the action taker, just like right before you jump, just put a quick put a quick list together. <laughs> in essence, right? Yeah, yeah. And that that's a acronym that we've developed. Where um, and I'll get into that in a little bit. But you have to set your sights. You need to stop for a minute. And this is again, uh, be still. Uh, you have to stop and and kind of uh, think. Uh, there's a there's a book called I think the road less stupid, um, yeah. and he says you know have some thinking time, yeah. and I think a lot of people with our social media content and and even us you know we have to create create content because got to feed the machine, um, and and not having enough time to just think, yeah I think that's important. Yep. That's a, it's a great book. It's a great concept. And just to back what you're saying for the listener here to kind of back up this point. Um, I actually have three think times on my calendar each week. They're all for different purposes. Um, but what Brandon's given to you guys is, is real. So, um, if you've never heard of think time, um, I would highly recommend looking at, uh, Keith Cunningham and his, uh, book road, less stupid and, or other just, um, you know, resources of his, what, what about a bad decision, Brandon, something that you've done, um, you know, that, that was that big failure. That's kind of given you the war scars of I'm a real entrepreneur, as you say. Oh, I, I think um, as you grow a business, especially a coffee shop, it's very labor intensive and hiring people can can be war stories. Uh, also, yeah. you know, when we started our business, our second year was like the worst that could happen. Like everything that could go wrong did from uh, miscarriage to 
Um, just, uh, my grandmother died at, a, a um, appendix. Uh, I think my son, all kinds of, our cat died that year wow. and people would come in and ask, you know, how's things going? And nobody wants to hear at the coffee. Oh yeah. Life sucks. You know, they, they don't want to hear that. Right. They want to hear it's good. Give me my coffee and then move on. Yeah. And, and our marriage like almost uh, fell apart, but we had too much debt. And uh, that was the second year of that business. And uh, so I think about three things that, that really got us through. Um, it was know that you know that you know that you're called to it because it will suck. That mm -hmm. year sucked a lot. And the second was have a team around you that care about you, not just your um, outcome. Yeah. Right? Care about your marriage, care about the, the other things and then know your numbers those three things most people like i've talked to business owners like yeah but i don't like numbers i'm like yeah you should i'll just go make money i'm like eh, no make and keep is very important both yeah um yeah is that your question i, I know those no it's great i mean you you, you yeah you gave several pieces there let's i want to dissect your your answers though um the you know knowing that you know that you know that you know if you're called to it that it's going to be hard how do you get to that place or better yet, how did you get to that place or how would you suggest the listener gets to that place of knowing that, you know, that, you know, that, you know, in essence, you've got this resoluteness or this like deep seated, like, no, I, I I'm here. Right. how do you get there? I think you have to be asking this is part of the, the faith journey for us is saying, okay, can I do this? And then, you know, from a, from a faith side, man, there was just so many things that happened that I was like, uh, that's weird. Um, that's a sign or something. Right. Um, and you just kept stepping one step and it just kind of led. And then you just, you just happen, you know, but then at the same time, I gave myself five years, I'm going to put everything on the table in this, this business. And I'm okay. It's okay to step away from it five years, but I don't want to just say, eh, I'm going to kind of do it. Right. You got to know that this is, I'm going to put everything in and then also be okay to say, all right, I've done everything. It's not working. I need to pivot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that pivot persistent, uh, kind of conversation. Cause sometimes it's one or the other, like you either press through and keep going or it's time to make something happen different. How do you know, like if you're resolute about this is what I'm called to, as you said, yeah. but then you ended up selling that business. So yeah, what yeah. was the transition for you, right? Of like, yeah. I'm called to this, but for a period of time, or was it circumstantial? What, what does that look like? Yeah, so I'll, I'll lead a couple of stories. So I remember one of my, um, uh, this is crazy. So I hired a staff person, you know, because that's, that's where I was gonna lead with this, is that I lead with those three things, but I have to hire people and take in 100% responsibility for everything, even my, my staff. Even though I'm not working on that stuff, I have to take responsibility for that. And I have one of the staff people, I think I'm pretty sure was stealing from me. Grandma mm. died like a hundred times, um, you know, and different things. And I remember going to somebody, I was like, I think this place is, is, um, is killing me. Right. And, and, uh, went to the hospital and they were like, oh yeah, you have, uh, high anxiety. You need to take some of this, stop drinking coffee. I'm like, that's not going to happen. Um, I, <laughs> I, I want a coffee, coffee shop. shop. Yeah, that's not. And uh, literally, I fired the girl, and my blood pressure went back to normal. Wow! Right, which which is uh, crazy to see that. But that was one thing. What what happened within 
the end of our coffee shop years was we were on a year-to-year lease with uh, the landlord, and we also had a flood in the business. So literally, they were uh, taking off the, the roof, and we had one of those freak storms that happened, and I got called by my staff. I went to the gym because, you know, I learned to take care of myself, make sure we're, we're doing all the right things. So we're at the gym doing the, the good quality time, probably listening to Keith Cunningham or somebody in, while on the treadmill. Get yeah. a call from my uh, staff saying, it's probably profit first, actually. But um, <laughs> um, listening to, to that, and then he calls, and I was like, oh, I'm almost done with my um, – Run, I'll, I'll answer in five minutes. It's not that important. Then my wife is on the treadmill next to me, and they call her. And I was like, uh-oh, this mm-hmm. is serious. Yeah. Uh, so we answer, and he calls and says the, the store is falling apart. And I had heard the storm in the the um, gym. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, that sounds really bad. I'm, I hope the the roof is good because I you know, was thinking about that. And we come in, and, and literally we come in, and the, the store is in it couple inches of water wow um and at that same time and this leads into why we sold we had a year-to-year lease um the store was um literally underwater uh and then a month later we found had found out that while we're treading through the water we were expecting a child Uh, we're like all right that's a lot of things uh, we need to, we cannot have a year to year lease. As a business owner, I can handle the pain, but as a uh, responsible adult for somebody else, I need to like change some things. So we yeah. decided to sell, and it was pre COVID, which was an amazing, uh, uh, a great blessing. And we were able to sell it, not for a lot, but we were able to sell it because somebody kept asking me, what's your number? Yeah. Uh, and he would always come in, what's your number to sell? And I was like, yeah, he came on a day. I was like, what's your number? <laughs> uh, and then we sold it. And then afterwards, my wife's like, well, now that we're going to sell this thing, you got to go get a job. And I was like, um, I'm not employable. Yeah. That's not going to work. So, <laughs> so, you know, but I had, I knew I had to go get a job because, I mean, I'm going to have a, a child. Yeah. Yeah. So my mentor, I kept sending my mentor uh, clients, and he had a job posting. So I applied to work for him, and he said, uh, no, you're too entrepreneurial. You'll probably break my system. <laughs> I was like, thanks, but I, I thought I was going to be good at this. you know. Right. And I did not know that a lot of people have a lot of opinions about money. I did not, had no idea about that. All I knew was this changed my life. I was able to sell my business and not close my business because of this yeah. um, this product. Right. And and so then he comes back to me about a month later and says, I have an idea. How about you and your wife start your own agency and I'll coach you? I was like, that sounds even better. Uh, she's seven months pregnant. No one's going to hire her. So, so we end up starting our own agency. And then we learned that Dave Ramsey loves to hate us. Um, you know, all that <laughs> stuff. And we're like, oh, well. Um, it, it only made a difference for us. And, and yeah. within infinite banking and profit first, uh, those two concepts yeah. uh, built a good foundation for us. So, yeah. hey, that, that's why we're here now. So yeah. that was a crazy story. Um, but you said you like stories. So. Yes. Well, that's, I mean, that's how we learn. But 
Uh, I, I've never had a, a business underwater, but um, I, <laughs> no, I, I had one of my one of my edible arrangement stores that I owned many years ago. I had it in my mind, actually, as you were telling the story. And I was visualizing myself walking in to, you know, several inches of water. Oh, so we I crying. was right there with you, man. Um, yeah. we, we were crying. And, and, you know, you think about it, you put everything, everything into it. But, but what I've learned is as we start a business, I mean, this is a five-year-old business. It's like a child, right? And you probably, I don't know if people get this, but when you start a, a business, it's, it's like you have to wipe the, the, the poop, all kinds of crazy stuff. Yep. And, and a lot of times we compare ourselves to a 20-year-old business, yeah. not a newborn. That's um, right. And, and now we're at a, a place with our current business. It's uh, over five years. I'm like, oh man, it's starting to do things on its own. This is yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the same as you're saying for children. I about you know, the five year mark. Yeah, uh, like, oh, they they get dressed on their own and and they're starting kind to of. like most kind of, the time. of <laughs> <laughs> a little mismatch, you know, but yeah. but yeah. Uh, a little autonomy never hurt anybody and uh, and they'll figure it out, you know. <laughs> but I, I love that depiction um, of of correlating it to to business because it's hundred percent right. Um, you know, there's guys listening right now or gals who are two, three years in and, and, uh, wondering when their business is going to start dressing themselves. And, um, yeah. and the reality of it is, is that there's probably real chaos that has to get worked out that with, you know, mm-hmm. systems and process. Um, but some of it's just a little bit of time, like what you're talking about, just letting it mature, right? Hey, Kings and Queens, Jazz Wolf. I want to talk to you about something that's super important to me. We put a lot of time and effort, we meaning myself and my team, into this podcast, into the content that goes out every single day. And if you have been getting any sort of value or insight from this, we want it to be able to reach other business owners too. So we would love if you would like, comment, share, leave a review, post, share again, (laughs) all of the things on social media, on all the different platforms or even on the podcast mediums of Apple and Spotify. We would love to be able to get our content into more hands, more entrepreneurs, so they can grow their business as quick as possible. Together, we are building a community of like-minded entrepreneurs who are committed to growing their businesses to new heights. So let's do this. Let's help each other. Let's help each other grow. Yeah. And, and there, there is chaos, right? And we will have that. And that leads into something we've thought about uh, a lot of times in, in business and, and understanding when to make the right moves. And uh, our we have a, an acronym. We love acronyms. Uh, that was overflow. Is, that's a vision, visual. Uh, wealth, wisdom, financial. There's visual there, you know, with wealth and wisdom. But then uh, chaos, uh, this is where a lot of people are in, and, and people feed off of chaos. It's confusing. Yeah. It's haphazard. It's, it's exciting. It's yeah, exciting, uh, sometimes, uh, overwhelming and stressful, yeah. right? That's yeah. chaos, and yeah. we love that. And then and you think about the tax code, um, figuring out taxes is chaos, right? Mm-hmm. Confusing, haphazard, anxious, overwhelming, and stressful. If anything from COVID years taught us, oh yeah, that's that's exactly it. And people are realizing there's a, there's a lot of that in us. Try. We need to go back to. Uh, something else, and that's the what we call the still method. Uh, and this is set your sights. Where the heck do you want to go? Most people have no idea. All their goals are is to go to Disney World, right? right. So set your sights, track your in and out. That's uh, if you want a good, healthy, um, you know, 
rock hard abs and stuff, you do the same thing. Yep. Like that's the gym. Set your sights, track, inspect your progress, mm. look for 1% adjustments, not the 100%, but the little micro adjustments, and then live deliberately. Yeah, and then that. you do that regularly. And I never said anything about life insurance. I never said anything about right. uh, anything. But those micro adjustments, those 1% adjustments over time, if you, if you, again, going back to that running guy, if he's going in the wrong direction, massive action, but in the wrong direction, that's, that, that can be a problem. Yep. But if he did the method, he could say, oh, wait, I need to, I need to orient a little bit, right? Yep, that's right. And, and rechange uh, direction. Yeah. But anyway, I lo- we love the still method. We do this regularly and try and teach people. This is in our, in our business. We have a, a community that we've developed, and that's our, I don't know, inside of us. We're just not good at packaging it. Uh, that's that's for sure. We're, we're definitely not good at the the wrapping paper of, of <laughs> sales. Yeah, we were talking about this, you know, um, you know, beforehand. Obviously, you have a great product, and so that's why you've been able to be successful. Sometimes things sell themselves, but but not all the time, you know, and. Um, so let's let's kind of go down that road a little bit because I think that there's a, a worthwhile discussion for the listener. Um, Brandon and I, before we hit the record button, we're talking about this idea of you know you have a present, which is your product, your offering, your service, and then you know the wrapping paper that goes on it, which is the marketing, and and of course your sales process is attached in between there. But a lot of times, I don't know if you guys feel this way as listeners. I feel this way for sure. Um, you walk into a like physical establishment, or if you're just online. Either way, it's like, you don't really know. Like, is this really what I'm getting? Or is this like a mm-hmm. fake photo? Um, is this wrapping paper really shiny for a reason? <laughs> are, are they trying to cover up something? And so really what, it's, what it, I think it's made me and maybe other people is, is cynical um, of yep, going, yep. like, I'm a good person. And I, would, I wouldn't put bad wrapping paper on a bad or good wrapping paper on a bad gift. And so when I've experienced that, it's like, oh, bummer. Like, that's not yeah. that's not how this is supposed to go at all. And so now it makes me reluctant um, mm-hmm. to trust people. And so anyway, this is what we were talking about um, before we hit the record button. So let's just kind of press into this a little bit. Um, for financial services, it's like, you know, like pretty dry from a perspective of like, really, we all know that we need it probably, but do we really want to go spend money on that? Well, not really, because it's not exciting. There's no shiny wrapping paper. Yeah. And so wh- how are you navigating that? Or how are you attempting maybe to put the shiny wrapping paper on such a you know, not shiny decision? I think some is hiring people that can help you with that, uh, that understand yeah. that and can help you become, I don't know, um, a star, famous, if you will, in those sure. places without in- compromising integrity. Yeah, uh, that's, that's big. That's something I, I will not do. And I'll be, I I could go to Fiverr and get my YouTube subscribers up, and they're all fake in India. Uh, right. But then people will join my community because they're like, yeah, you're cool because you have all these people. I'm like, yeah, they're robots. Yep. Um, I don't care. I'm not going to do that um, right. ever. Um, yeah. And if that means my business is smaller because of that, that that's okay. Um, but uh, I have uh, things that I'm I'm – willing to die on it for that. But at the same time, we are in a world of, of flashiness and fakeness, right? So playing with that, having a good website, it, it's still hard for us. Yeah. Um, and, and then playing the games, right? It, 
you know, having good content, like mm-hmm. putting out uh, our podcast. We do that regularly. Uh, is it easy? No. But then people, this is why people were drawn to um, the crypto craze and, and what's happening right. there or the Bernie Madoffs is they're trying to get the results without the effort. Right. right? Sometimes. Yep. And then things happen. Uh, they, we get the shovel and we're like, oh, yeah. And you have to be aware when you're being sold something and, and you don't have to put any effort into it. This is right. part of in, in business. I think that, honestly, the reason that most of them fail is because they're looking for a shortcut and there is yeah. none. Yeah. Right? Unfortunately. Yeah. To your shovel comment, um, <clears throat> you know, people, uh, you know, us, you, me, the listener, we've all done it where we've purchased that hole, right? Like, I, I don't, I don't want the shovel. Just, just come dig the hole. That's the problem. And so even in sales and marketing, like that's in order to sell the shovel, you don't sell the shovel, you sell the hole. Yep. Cause that's the actual problem. That's the actual need. And so there's nothing wrong with that portion of it. But if I buy the shovel thinking that it's going to do it itself or that I have no involvement in that, then that's just, that's just not integrity in this case. We're not honesty. And so I think that's what we've what we've identified a lot, you know, and and it's just kind of funny because the example that popped up in my mind uh, online, of course, there's all the gurus and, you know, and I've even I've even had people, you know, comment on ads that we've run and, you know, even stuff that we've posted organically. There's like, you know, scam this scam that I'm like, buddy, you don't even you don't even have a clue. Um, But then there are real people out there, unfortunately, doing that, which then makes those people cynical like we just got done talking about. And, um, it's just unfortunate really, but so how we're fighting that is we're saying, okay, um, be genuine, do the thing, um, but live by integrity, but you also have to play by the rules. And, and, and so here's for the listener, here's the takeaway playing by the rules means you still got to be a good marketer. You still got to be good at sales. That doesn't mean that you need to be sleazy or that, that you're, you're making false claims. What that does is that you need to get really, really good at telling your story clearly to the people that need to hear it because they're going to respond to that message and you got to do it a lot and you got to kind of put some frill on it. got to put some nice wrapping paper on it. (laughs) I think that that's where we're learning a lot over the course, even with the coffee shop, we're like, yeah, you know, we don't need all that, but we have to. And that's why you hire somebody out. But then I also learned, you know, um, and I got really offended when Dave Ramsey is saying like, Oh, infinite people who sell infinite banking is it's a scam. And I was like, uh, I really take offense to that because I, this is what I do. And I know uh, he makes a crap ton of money. I was going to use another word. but um, And he's done some some questionable things because of, you know, clickbaity type things. Of, right. of knowing if you show negative, you'll get more. And, and, you know, I can say how the 401k is a scam and all these kind of things. I just don't want to... Uh, go there, but I do know my own story and yeah. how this concept has impacted us uh, from both a financial standpoint and a um, you know spending time with our family standpoint, right? Yeah. Uh, and when somebody attacks you, you're like, oh man, no. Here's my story, and then people will argue and say, yeah, but but I'm like, yeah, yeah, but and I've had clients tell me, yeah, but it doesn't do this. I'm like, no, you're wrong. Uh, I know for sure it does, uh, what it does because I've used it this way. Yeah. yeah but I watched a TikTok video and this is what they <laughs> said. I'm like, um, no, that is not what it does. Yeah. You never went through the process 
and there's a lot mm. of haters out there and that we're going to have them as, as we're successful. Yeah. But, but the reality for me is like, be, know who you are and know how it's impacted you. Right. That's, that's yeah. ultimately we, we need to have more ethics and integrity as we yeah. do our job. Brandon, I think I just heard you say that you wanted the thumbnail on this video to be 401k is a scam. I mean, I do have, I do have a, probably a thumbnail that said that, right? Um, Good. That's funny. Yeah. And, and sometimes I don't want to be on that. Oh yeah. 401k suck and I'll hate her. Like, I'm like, you know, uh, we, that's not healthy either as a person to say, right. uh, these guys suck and this, and, and I don't need the audience Jack, uh, on Dave. Yeah, I have a little bit, but you know, not too much, but I was like, this is, He's, he's just trying to get some people yeah. in his video. If you look up infinite banking, you'll find him number one uh, on that concept on YouTube. And it's wrong. Like 100%. Right. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Um, but a lot of times people don't want to look at the math. That's why I know your numbers right. is really important for any business. Yeah. For any business. Absolutely. What, um, <clears throat> as we kind of transition here, what's a good business resource? I mean, you've mentioned profit first a couple of times. You've mentioned the still method already. Take this opportunity. Give us the, the most impactful thing, the most um, impactful business resource, book or method, whatever, that uh, the listeners can go dive into and, and get some value from. Oh, I mean, I just named a bunch. I feel like like um, that book, Road Less Stupid, that was a really good yeah. one. And people not just, just thinking time. I think right. that we need to step away, um, uh, just to, to, to be able to, um, know who we are. Right. I think that, yeah. uh, one of the most valuable resources, and again, I'm, I'm not a uber religious person, but you know, I would say go, go to God and ask questions and, and ask, re reflect internally about who you want to be, uh, and then step into that. Right. That, yeah. That's one. We, we always are looking outward. Maybe we need to be looking inward uh, a little bit. Um, yeah, that's, that's huge. Person, personally, I think, you know, what's been the growth in. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, tell us about that, because like you said, whether whether you're reading a book about thinking time and going and, and sitting strategically in a quiet place and thinking um, about certain questions or uh, reflection, or you're reflecting, you know, like you said, and asking God to enlighten certain areas or give you answers or give you wisdom or help you with certain things or help you with understanding, whatever the situation is. What does that do for us as an individual when we reflect on the internal as opposed to what's happening external? I think you start knowing more about what you want and, and who you really are, right? Uh, yeah. There's a Franciscan priest, Richard Rohr, I think. Uh, a lot of times we are, what he says is there's two halves of life and we're building all the things on one side. And then we realize, oh, none of that stuff really matters. And we go into the end of life and say, oh, it's all about the relationships, the, the other stuff. Yeah. And I think that's uh, wisdom. That's why our business is called Wealth Wisdom Financial. It's not about money, but money does help. Like, you know, it does, if you, if you can't feed your kids, uh, there's that Maslow hierarchy of needs kind of thing. Right. Um, there's business hierarchy of needs as well. We need to overcome that, but at realizing where do I want to be? What kind of, even, even as I think about reverse engineering, uh, my life, 
I'm like, what? Well, I have a five-year-old, but what kind of grandparent do I want to be? Right. Uh, does that, do I want him to still like me when he's <laughs> 25? Right. So I got to do those things now. Um, and that's, yeah, so. that's again, why we do our financial framework. When we, when we do meet with our clients, we do sell life insurance policies, but I feel like whenever I do my financial analysis, I'm asking those questions and people are like, Whoa, no one's ever asked that before. And I'm like, yeah, the policy will help, but it's just a policy. It's yeah. just life insurance. You know what I mean? But what it can help you do, that's up to you. It's infinite. Um, yeah. and so that's cool. Um, yeah. Well, I would say resource, go to our podcast. Um, uh, there you go. I'm going to, I'm going to plug myself. Yeah. Uh, Wealth Wisdom Financial. Uh, my wife is really s smart. She is a CFP. Um, you know, yeah. I, I have a background in, you know, running a crazy business with, with her. Um, so Wealth Wisdom Financial, you can find our podcast, YouTube, look us up. We better be yeah. able to be found. And if, I, <laughs> if we're not being found, there, there's still a lot of work to be done. Oh, but sure. The, web, the website will change at some point, but yeah. Um, yeah. It's all find good, man. Lot. You'll find a lot there. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, I want to. I got a question for you about um, just family dynamic, because you've you've been uh, open about just the partnership with your wife and mm -hmm. being in a business now, multiple businesses. As entrepreneurs, you know, I find that it's easy for us to go all in on things. We get excited, we get obsessed, and and then there we go, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and so, my question is, how have you been able to uh, obsess over? You know, your wife, your family at the same kind of rate or intensity as the business, especially since you a few minutes ago mentioned that, you know, the, the thing that held you together was your massive debt, which was obviously not a, <laughs> that's not, that's not the greatest uh, place to be in a marriage. And so what have you done maybe since then that's been super helpful? Yeah. I think, uh, have you ever heard of that rock, the jar with the rock analogies, you know? Oh yes. Yeah. And, yeah. Right. Uh -huh. So when I, I, t I told you second year of our marriage, everything was happening. We were gr going wrong and, and, you know, all kinds of crazy stuff. What we did to overcome that was we were putting everything into the business. We were running on like no money, steam. But what we made a priority was putting uh, date night uh, on the calendar. And we've yeah. done date night every week since, even with the five-year-old, right? But we've done date night where we don't talk about work. We, we can't. We even, you know, she yells at me all the time because I bring it up. But we put that on the calendar. Yeah. Right. Um, the things that you want to accomplish, this is the financial still. We, we have the still framework that we're doing and we're writing a book. Right. Well, guess what we had to do. We had to put time to do those things. Yeah. Because if you don't put those times in place, they will... Every, everybody else will have a plan. They'll have a yeah. plan for your money. They'll have a plan for your time. That's right. So put those big rocks in place. If you value your marriage, then show that you value by, you know, putting those date nights in place. And I, I see this all the time and they're like, yeah, but I just don't have time for that. I'm like, no, you, you do. We make time yeah. for what's important. Exactly. Um, and then on Sundays, we don't do work. We, uh, we have a mantra, family adventure day. We go out and we do adventures. And I'm also a caretaker of my mother-in-law. So yeah. uh, those things are important. But um, putting those big rocks in place and then filling it with the sand and the water, yeah. not last. Yeah, it's good. 
it's good. It's it's um it's something that we've heard, but um, it's good to hear again. And even the way that you um, establish that that format, uh, this first and then this, uh, really matters. I love the adventure day uh, kind of yeah. uh, title as well. Um, we've got young kids as well, and I think that that uh, that that sounds awesome. And and what we do also, we don't call it that, and so I think that that it just needs a title, and and then you can lean into it. Um, yeah. Oh, every and and here's the thing he's learned. It's not an adventure unless something goes wrong. That's right. Something will go wrong. Life and business, something will go wrong. You yeah. just roll with it and you're like, all right, all right, cool. That was interesting. Right. Uh, let's, fi- let's figure it out. Let's figure uh, it out. And, and what I like, again, going back to the faith thing, is um, the Bible talks a lot about um, uh, tithing, right? That's a big rock thing. Right. So, and then if you do that, and, and there's a book called Richest Man in Babylon, oh, yeah. you get 10% of all you earn is for you to keep. You do the same thing as you do with tithing and what that what that says there. And profit first is the same thing, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, um, well, they're just saying put what's important first, not last. That's right. And if you really value your kids and you value your marriage, you'll do that. Yeah. Now I still have a big business and and staff and all that, and we're growing, um, not as fast as I want, but that that's I have a five year old, so that's okay. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. I love what you said there. The correlation of even profit first of um, Richard Man of Babylon is one of my favorite books, but it's not just about money. It's about putting the important things first, even though it feels undoable. And that's really probably even the caveat. It's like, no, it feels undoable or it feels impossible or it feels like, oh, I'll get to that later because I don't have enough or whatever. The philosophy of tithing, the philosophy or method of, of profit first or first man, um, or richest man Babylon, all those are, no, no, no. It doesn't, it, the circumstances do not matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. Do this first. And, you, and again, going back to the still method, make 1% adjustments. Right. You don't start with, you know, I want to be like Grant Cardone and have a, a giant plane, right? Maybe right. that's good for you. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. But but he didn't just get there. He probably right. made things progress along the way, yeah. Um, yeah. right? All of those kind of things. I don't know. Yeah, it's so true. I'm just just one guy trying to figure it out. So I love that. I got one last question here for you, Brandon. I want to know if you had the opportunity, reach back into time and whisper in your younger self, uh, your younger ear, what would you tell that guy? Oh, I would say you know, one is do, do those things. I, I used to be in the Marine Corps and the music industry and, and all kinds of crazy stuff that I didn't even get to. But, um, um, and I don't think my younger self would listen, but you know, none of it, that's usually how it works. Yeah, but exactly. understand the principles of the first and start saving, put into a, uh, life insurance, properly designed life insurance policy right now. Cause if I did that at age 20, I'd be in a lot better place, pro- have multiple real estate properties, not just uh, right. two or three. Right. Um, so there you and, go and use your money. To, uh, don't do what the banks tell you to do, do what the banks do. So I'd tell my, uh, younger self reflect on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting concept. Do what the banks do, not what they tell you to do. Uh, Brandon, how can the listener find you? Um, number one, if they are interested in this concept, profit first, or uh, this infinite banking thing that you've mentioned several times, uh, how can they find you? Or if they're just an entrepreneur, 
they want to know how you've yeah. grown your businesses, how you made it through the up and down, how can they find you? Yeah, if you go to wealthwisdomfp.com, F is in financial, P is in partners.com slash Brandon, there's a link. You can schedule an intro call with me. Uh, really easy. Uh, wealthwisdomfp.com. And then our website, we have, um, I don't know, a community site there. We have all kinds of stuff. So if you look up Wealth Wisdom FP or Wealth Wisdom Financial, you better be able to find me or my amazing wife. There you go. Or both of us. There you go. Well, we appreciate uh, you giving us all that information. We'll make it easy for, for folks listening to be able to find you guys as well uh, and partner with you in that. But um, this has been a fun conversation and and thought provoking. I hope for the listeners to be able to like really do some of those things that we know that we need to be doing um, that we've heard probably on other podcasts before. But here's your sign. Uh, do the important things first, like Brandon has taught schedule you. Schedule it. Just schedule it. Make That's it work. Brandon, thank you for being here. Blessings to your family and to your business and all that you put your hand to in 23. Thanks, brother. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries, and now interviewing over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight and nine figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together 1000 Kings specifically who are grateful, but not done. We're intentionally assembling Kings who fight tooth and nail for their business, family, and communities. And here's what we believe, that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas, that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and, and resonates with you, and you know that you need people around you, sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.